Zen has been summed up in four statements. A direct transmission outside scriptures and apart from tradition. No dependence on words and letters. Direct pointing to the human mind and seeing into one's own nature and becoming Buddha. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Yamanote Tech and Society Podcast. My name is Chris. Today is Wednesday, July 22nd, 2020. Uh, it's pretty warm out these days. Uh, I'm staying inside, uh, you know, <laughs> trying to, uh, to stay cool away from the heat. But, you know, it's the evening time right now, so it's not too, it's not too bad. Uh, I just basically went ahead and sent out the newsletter, which is going to be, a, you know, one of the main topics for today. So if you're not part of the newsletter, you know, you can always uh, send me a message and the, uh, the on, on Yamanote uh, tw- tech, uh, Twitter account. Uh, there's a mailing list uh, form that you can sign up there, or you can email me at ksamuel.chris at gmail.com. Um, you can also go ahead and find me on the Instagram, which is like Yamanote Sen, all one word, or you can just go ahead and uh, and just continue to listen in, uh, and you don't have to basically sign up for anything, and being able to just stay stay track with it. But the news that I basically was about me understanding that. There are a lot of skills that I've learned that other people can learn too. That if you break down the things that you've done and things that you wanted to do, you can primarily uh, have things to offer for free to start your business. So uh, my name is Chris. If I if this is your first time signing up or listening in to, on this podcast, this is a a, uh, like a it's like a self documenting. Uh, blogging i guess audio like blogging service of myself as i build my business um step by step one of the things i believe that's important is actually executing so executing meaning that every every day um i try to make sure i keep something aside you know jotted uh aside so i can actually can talk about it each week and um hopefully being able to break down the things that i need to you know to understand about what i want to actually do for my business before i actually um, push it out there. So, for example, uh, I'm basically a web developer uh, by day, doing professional development. Uh, do I actually want to go ahead and spend time um, working with web development as a um, like a personal business, or do I want to be able to uh, brush up my uh, my marketing experience by practicing how to communicate the things I've done and things I can do? effectively so i can be a better you know web developer by day you know for example um a lot of there's a lot of things that actually come together when you're thinking about programming and and development that doesn't really play in the that it hasn't played into the same role as 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 it did you know a couple of years back which which is basically the internet um many many developers uh kept like extensive blogs and tutorials to kind of talk about different things but it wasn't really uh necessary for me uh, mainly because I was basically coming in on the you know the the the, the bandwagon of web you know front end development, so everybody needed front end developers. Being able to work in that particular 
fields is a major, major, just basically had you basically understand basic HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, and be able to you know work on a team and flesh out work for everyone on a weekly basis. It also you know was a uh, it, it was it wasn't as competitive as it is as it is today. But these days, I uh, there's so many different ways that you can learn. You know about development. You don't have to just go straight through school. You can learn on your own. You can learn uh, through courses online. Uh, you can go to like these things called boot camps, which is kind of like basically use a class oriented format. But you would uh, work on an, uh, like maybe a couple of weeks to a couple of months, and you would pay like some sort of like you know ten to twenty thousand dollars, you know, to get these things done. Um, so I, I'm not necessarily sure two-way what's the best way, but I would like to discuss my own way. And to be able to do that, um, I think it was best to make sure that I kept everything structured. And the way to keep these things structured usually is within a business where you kind of like have a, a principles of your of your business. You keep those things open. Um, you talk about the things that, um, that you are, um, that are important to you. And you try to be um, as you know honest as possible, and you know you work start from there. Um, it's kind of difficult for a lot of people to kind of understand because of the fact that there's a lot of unknowns that comes from this. You know, you're putting yourself out there. It could be a mess. People may not like it. People may like it. You might, you know, say things that may not necessarily, you know go the wrong you know, go the right way with certain people but this is the reason why i think that it's important to have it because you want to be able to you want to be able to create a magnet of of attention to yourself to the people who are aligned by you so you wouldn't have to worry about spending time you know weeks or months or years at a at a company or with a group of people who don't have whose whose ideas don't align with yours and because you're 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 talking about yourself and the things you want to do in public, hopefully this will keep the people who are actually interested in, in having people like you who are also interested in doing those things to be in public too. I also noticed a lot of people who worked in this particular genre uh, who are pretty successful in it um, had blogs and uh, they kept like uh, there's okay there's a podcast called Tradewinds where it was basically like two or three. Uh, Individuals would talk about um, JavaScript um, techniques and how things are changing. They, that's what they would call the, the where this go. They would call the website the not website. They'll call the podcast, um, you know, adapting to the winds of change. You know, and that's what they would call it. Uh, trade winds. Um, and um, there was also another one called Code Blocks. There was also Angular Air, which is one that I was actually on when I was uh, last year this time. Actually. This would actually be, excuse me. This actually would be an anniversary to the day that I actually did go to the. Um, I actually did go to the the actual uh, interview. Not interview. Well, it was like a it was like a guest speaker or a guest to on the show, where I kind of they talked about my experience with Angular and how I wanted to become more um, frequent with um, talking about the techniques and you know sharing my ideas and the things I've learned. Um, for um, a, a, a broader audience, and I think uh, that from there, and as well as having a done another talk at Meetup at Meetup.com for Google, it was like Google um, had like this side. It wasn't really a part of Google, but it was like uh, developers who worked at Google would 
uh, what we would call host this um, Angular meetup, um, you know, based off of the meetup.com's, you know, genre of, of like people coming together and just talking about things. And it helps people to actually learn about, you know, Angular. A lot of people kind of use that place to find work. A lot of people also use that place to, you know, also to, you know, to get noticed and to, and to practice, you know, talking in public, which is something that you don't really do um, for many um, some some companies, some organizations, not organizations, some professional. Um, I don't. I really can't talk for a lot of, but I would just talk about mine. Um, I didn't have to speak publicly for anything until I had to, you know, write code and and um, and actually have to explain the things I was doing. So it became um, almost uh, automatic to try to practice this on a daily basis. And because of the fact that it's something that I don't necessarily uh, get much practice with, I had to meaning that there's no obligations. I have to do it myself. So. So that's kind of like why I'm pushing myself even more to talk about these things in front and open. But not to bore you guys, as I'm already eight minutes in, I'm going to take a small break. And when we get back, I will be talking a little bit more about uh, the building of the many skills. And we're also going to be talking about uh, handling um, techniques for, um, for like coding interviews and how I discuss, you know, the things I have done in my in my pass you know on uh phone interviews and stuff uh so stay stay tuned hello my friends i'm professor hans von puppet here today for yamanote tech and society with a special announcement the cat is out of the bag we are living in a new world where secrets of our culture our psychology and the universe cannot be kept the technology that is being created today is going to reveal the truth of our world it will finally be clear this is what the podcast and brand are all about. In the early 90s, the internet was just a fad. Something used to pass the time while you were at home or to buy things that were not always available at your local store. But now, billion-dollar industries are all online. Anyone can come online and earn a living doing absolutely anything. Only the limit of your creativity stands in your way. The Yamanote Tech and Society podcast is more than just an entrepreneurship podcast. It's about transcending to a higher self using everything that we already have. You might have a way with words, or you could draw very well, or maybe you are blessed with a look that can capture millions on the little black screen in your hands right now. Perhaps you make very good cookies, or you're into fashion or music. Look, the problem is you. Will you step through that door of opportunity and do something about it? You can start with this show. Subscribe now on Anchor FM or any of your podcast feeds or visit YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, even Twitter for the latest on the different topics that we're going to be talking about. You can also visit our website, yamanote.com.
Hi, my name's Lex, and I do voice acting on Fiverr. I have done everything from YouTube channels, to commercials, to radio. I've even had the pleasure of doing a little dub work as well. I am looking forward to working with you, and I hope you come check me out on my Fiverr page. Thanks. Okay, so this is a little bit of a story time. Uh, the, the day, the year is, I think it's April, April, between April and May in, um, in 2015. Uh, I was just um, starting out uh, a new project where we were going to be utilizing some, a framework called AngularJS. And uh, the back end was basically being um, connected to something called Cassandra and we were going to be using cassandra and it was close it was also being connected to a layer called a middle layer which is like um it was basically a java middle layer so it was kind of like instead of us connecting to the actual main database we we actually connected into this um middle layer that actually managed um serving the pages and what we actually was able to to actually uh, consume in the data. And the idea was to utilize Cassandra as a NoSQL database, which basically we don't use a relational database query language like SQL query language, structure, structural query language to do our um, uh, queries to grab the data we want from it. So we don't have tables. We kind of like have like these things called documents, which to a JavaScript developer is, is just a, uh, an object that is native to JavaScript. So it was nice to look at. It was easy to understand. Um, it was also pretty interesting to utilize JavaScript code to actually just you know, to build these things out. So that was one of the big perks about it, that there was this idea that we can build our entire application in one language. That was the cool thing. Without a, Instead of having like what we would have back in the day, you would have like a PHP website. You have HTML, CSS coming from the PHP website. Then you have SQL. Um, tables coming from a MySQL database, and then you might you might have like some uh, some other like um, jQuery you know web uh, um, some jQuery library that you will use to kind of do some UI you know tactics. But then most of the entire application was was written in like two or three different languages. But being able to write your code very similar in in both ways was was a big perk, was a big plus for uh, JavaScript developers at the time. The only thing about it, there wasn't that many um, developers uh, writing things about it. And it was a, it was one developer at the time that 
uh, did a talk at a JF conference, which was really great because I was able to listen to them and they made a lot of good content that I, I kind of actually inspired to do something similar um, where they were able to use fun APIs. Like they use a Star Wars API to kind of create like a Star Wars um, like uh, quiz game where they would kind of like show um, a picture of a particular Star Wars character and then you would have to uh, look at each question they would have each uh, they have like a multiple choice and ask you who this person is and then you would have to and it would, gener it would be automatically generated basically and it was pretty cool how they did that another one was another game called Eve Online where they had something called like Faces of Faces and they would kind of would use the API to find different faces of different characters and then match them up in a way to um, have the user would have to click which one they would like the most. One of my favorite ones though was the uh, TV database, which was basically an open source database API called TVDB API, which um, basically took data that was um, open um was was not was, was basically open source uh curated or organized uh database kind of like uh kind of like a public a public a publicly maintained database that's kind of what it was and you were able to kind of get information on different tv shows the name of the tv show when did it come out a little bit of information about it and you were able to use this information in whatever you were looking for many there were a lot of popular um um, private, I guess, private uh, streaming services that was like a, like a, what would be a good way of saying it? It would be a private services like, a, I can't think of it when I'm in my head, but the idea was, was to, um, to be able to, uh, to search the entire database based on genres and based on the, the, the letter of the name and then you're able to kind of create like use a mongodb which was the topic of the whole entire thing to um store um all of the pictures of the of the of the the poster pictures of the each tv show and the, all of the shows that were being played and when they were being played and then the other perk of it was to send yourself an email when the show was um airing like so the show was going to air you would you would um like an hour before a day before you can send an email saying hey you know this show is about to air before you should you know get you know get ready to watch it or whatever the case may be i took that that was one of the pieces that actually got me started where i took that same thing and i was able to start making a like karaoke dvd base where it was, it was all of the songs from particular um, TV shows, kind of like an, another website called Anime, My Anime List, which is basically like you keep track of all the anime you've watched. But this one would basically keep track of all the songs that you watch. And then I was able to kind of put those things together. But it was kind of a, it was kind of a, um, it was a, it was a great way to learn about MongoDB because uh, MongoDB had like a lot of uh, free um, tools to play with MongoDB on, in your web service. You can get like a free account and and kind of could store um, pictures and stuff like that from a, a free account, and then you can kind of get a key, free key to kind of like call the data and show it up on your screen. And uh, having these step by step pieces allowed these pieces to be completely um, 
understandable and I can build on top of them. That was the key about learning about things. That's how I like to learn. Like you build on top of like other people's um, um, ideas or, or you build on top of other people's, uh, you know, um, skills. So it, for example, you know, when we go ahead and we are learning calculus, for example, we don't develop our own version of calculus before we start doing calculus problems we actually learn how calculus is done and then we um, try to build um, we try to create we basically solve problems that are similar to that and hopefully with enough problems you get a chance to get a, a basic idea on what's going on in the terms of wrap you in your head wrapped around the idea of whatever you're looking to get done and that is one of the things that i thought was great about this particular topic and with programming it's always great to be able to um, take things read something put it together and then be able to share it with other people that you've learned something and a lot of things are online that's like that i think that for me it's that's a good thing and a bad thing. One thing I get totally like excited to, to keep working on it, but I don't. I never really stop and try to like completely finish something. And some probably some books I've talked to, and some some books I've talked to, some um, books I've read, and some people I've listened to that said it's not really bad to actually. Um, you don't have to actually complete everything, but just getting your mindset wrapped around a particular idea is great for working on anything. So. Um, that's kind of like that's just one of the things that I actually was trying to bring up in my um, talks in uh, in the newsletter was that uh, these are some of the ways that I've actually learned how to do things. Like the internet has been great for finding information that way and uh, staying uh, motivated. It's just by opening up a book and start working on it. Uh, what it would be more ideal would be to work with people on it. You know, they able to sit down and write something and then get people to kind of like share their information yeah like for example for you know i would i would always would want to make some sort of family project utilizing these skills and in a way to kind of explain it to other people and then get other people excited about it so that way you can start building a community of people you know who can build things that they can actually use a lot of people think that they need a lot of like head they need a lot of work to get things done but they don't it it really matters on on uh how motivated you are and um you know i don't like to be just motivated by just money you know it would be great to be motivated by something that is completely done for free that's done to help somebody or some people out and you know it, it puts a smile on your face so and uh i think that's in my story so thanks a lot for listening and with that we're going to take another break and when we get back we're going to talk a little bit about the uh how to prepare for like behavioral question preparation so because i actually have to worry about that myself uh.
the cat is out of the bag. We are living in a scientific world where secrets cannot be kept. And anyone, anytime, can uh, pick up something which will short circuit all the ancient religious techniques, yoga practice, meditation, etc., etc. This is all very embarrassing, but it will happen. Not for everybody, but for a lot of people. And they will see what all those sages and Buddhas and uh, yogis and uh, prophets saw in ancient times. And it will be very clear.